rules, don't expect that the other side isn't going to use it against you. That's just, it happens. That's what happens. You got to, if you're going to, I'm, I'm happy to see that somebody decided to try to, to do something within the Republican Party. I don't have any problem with that. What I have problems with is that you didn't read the rules. <laughs> well, the group as a whole voted whether to accept the Democratic del- delegates or not. So anyway, the decision was made. Hey, sometimes things don't go the way you want them to. Sometimes you make a mistake. Hey, you move on. But Get what, over but it. But what I'm saying uh, uh-huh. is I understand. if it says that you got to have the candidates that want they are going to go to the to the convention uh then and, by and a certain got, date and right. that and it's got to be written and it can't have a bunch of typos in it and you can't strike through that name and and correct Pencil it and stuff. you got to do it the way they say to do it mm-hmm. it's just yeah man Some, look i was in the i was in the air force long enough to tell <laughs> you that when it comes down to rules like that, you gotta follow the rules. It's just the way it is. And some, it may be that there's a there's a rich history of not following the rules, and people didn't care, and somebody decided. Well, decided I know to that wasn't the, the, ca- the case going well, into was, the thing. It, it, uh, it's Marlise did, did a great job uh, as far as that's concerned. But uh, yeah, I just. It was a good convention up there. Was it? Now, you see, you, it was bring, a good you convention. were there. I was there. You were there. Yeah, he right. was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a hiccup. Somebody didn't get their names in yeah. on time, or there was a dispute in Pulaski County, and and the, the group devoted just, you know, just to, to let them set this one out. Since they were bickering and arguing, just let them set this one out, and they didn't get their names in on time. But either here or there, the group voted, and whatever the group votes, that's the way you go. So, But, no, we uh, have a new uh, Republican Party platform. It's an excellent platform, and uh, I can't wait to get a new copy of it out. The main changes on the platform is on the parents' uh, role on education, saying that parents are the role on education, are in charge of their children's education, them and their children, and that their their per-day school money that they pay in for taxes, their per-day school money should follow them to any form of education they want. That's universal open choice. Yes. So uh, could get interesting in January. So uh, (laughs) that passed unanimously. I don't. So I I I don't know that I remember that the platform changes go unanimously. But uh, John Nabholtz was chairman of the platform committee, and I did serve on the committee this time. Was able to be involved in it. And by the way, uh, that whole thing about the the money following the kid school choice. I'm looking over at, uh, you know. at Artie Opper, and I know who was pushing that. <laughs> I know who pushed that. You don't have to guess where that came Congratulations, from. Congratulations, Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm proud of the entire party and uh, their leadership on this issue. I think everyone, after the mask mandates and the vaccine, which is not a vaccine mandate, the vaccine that's supposed to be a vaccine but doesn't work when the president's had it twice and he's had his vaccines, that means it's not a vaccine. <laughs> I got you. But, but anyway, there's a lot of Democrats uh, even polling saying that we ought to have a choice where we send our kids to school. I don't think this is I think this is bipartisan. All of the polling I have seen has put about 70 plus percent of the parents want 
this uh, open choice to be done. I just hope that we're going to be kind of like Arizona. You know, that the the, uh, the governor of Arizona, Ducey, said that they went from zero to 100. That's great. <laughs> on, on open choice. On open choice. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. I talked to someone from Ohio over my travel. I went to Midland, Texas uh, uh, over the last part of last week. Wow, and, you were out in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's the desert out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously. that's first time. First time. I enjoyed my trip. Great people out there. Very nice. And uh, I was visiting another salvage yard that are, that, uh, that are friends of mine, salvage yard owners. But uh, I talked to someone from Ohio. Ohio Airport, and I asked him, hey, what's the education system like in Ohio? And he said that uh, his children got a school voucher because they school was failing in their area. Uh-huh. They got a school voucher, and they were able to take the voucher that was worth like $6,000 a year and apply it toward whatever education system they wanted in Ohio. You know, it so seems to me like, the, the difficult part that's coming up uh, for the legislature is – there are some school districts that spend a whole lot more money on kids, uh, each individual child, than other school districts do. So how do you level that all out? So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. For instance, I mean, in Little Rock, they spent, what, a little over $10,000 kid? Isn't oh, it? I bet it's more than yeah. that. I bet it may be close to 20. I don't know. I don't and, think And that a lot high. of times, the ones that are spending the most money on it are the ones that are getting the worst, getting the so worst I, education I, I, or I the worst scores. Year, years ago, the state average was about 11,000. Okay. So that, that may have been four or five years bottom, ago. Bottom line, I mean, maybe that's the way they'll do it. Okay. Average is X amount per student, and that's what you get. But uh, we'll have to see how that all works out. There's a lot of. A lot of questions about how they're going to do that. What the bigger question is going to come up here next week, a special session. Now, I haven't been here for a week. Did the governor change the date of the special session? Is it still happening no, next week? I, know. I don't know. No, but he sure has changed what he's asking for several times. Yeah, I know it's no, no teacher increases are being asked for now. Is that correct? They're going That's to get... the last I heard a week ago that, that he came out and uh, didn't run it by the legislature. And just came out on his own and said, "Hey, I think we need to give all the teachers a raise every uh, a raise that would be, you know, retroactive every year." And uh, they'd already spent a lot of money on education. They'd already felt like they'd done all they could do, and uh, it wasn't well received. So, uh, and basically, what it did, it gave the Democrats something to point their fingers at the Republicans oh, yeah, sure. about. So now, I think the the governor, in some way, you can disagree with me, gave the Democrats a platform to run on. Oh, I for, don't for, doubt. In, in, in he's the been primaries. doing that all the for the last two years. He's been doing but, uh, that. But anyway, so no, I think the the teachers will probably get a bonus. I, they'll do something That's for the I, teachers. I heard they're talking a five thousand dollar bonus for the teachers. Then they'll sit down and talk about uh, an increase in pay for the teachers because this whole matrix thing, you know, do you take the red pill, blue pill, or whatever? I'm just kidding. But anyway, that money has to be put in certain specific columns to make sure the money gets to those specific places. I mean, when I had Mary Bentley on, she said she's voted for pay raises for the teachers for the last 10 they've years. Gotten, they've got every them. other. All they've right? gotten them. Yeah, well, here's the problem. Cost of living, they've gotten the a teachers raise. Teachers don't get the money. 
the well, school district. Well, the school district gets the money, and they spend it as they see as they see fit. Well, that was the federal money. There were millions of federal dollars that came to the Arkansas uh, f- that was supposed to be for teacher salaries and teachers' pay. And when it went out, when all the federal money went out to the schools, uh, there was very little direction or no direction from the Arkansas. Uh, uh, established, yeah, legislature and the establishment. And so, what did the, what did the superintendents do? Oh, build they, a were, building. they were thinking about their their teachers, weren't they? They didn't give them squat, basically. Well, well that's true. But you know, the teachers have gotten a, a, a cost. Of, we can have teachers call in and, and and voice in on this, but they have gotten a cost of living, or they have gotten some sort of the raise ever since the Republicans have been in charge. And if you look when the Democrats were in charge, and when the Republicans in charge, I believe you'll see that the teachers have gotten a raise. Well, I don't. Uh, I it don't may have been three percent. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they weren't legislative a raise. I'm saying that the matrix, For the superintendents money. sprinkle it in oh, the yeah. matrix differently than what the, the legislature wanted it done. Uh, I talked to Mary Bentley, and basically the money is spent in other areas. Yeah, they're building libraries and gymnasiums. With the federal money that came from Washington for COVID relief was supposed to be spent for teachers' raises and teachers' education and reimburse them for money that they lost during COVID. And I think it went to build a lot of gymnasiums and libraries. It's going to be interesting to see how this all washes out. The truth has got to be shaken out out (laughs) so that everybody can know how how it's been done. It's going to be like the fish, I'm afraid. I think it's going to start at the head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they say the head starts stinking the worst first. So that could be be the case. We need to get a break here. Coming up at 635, uh, we're going to have great Greg McGavitt, he's with the RNC. Today, we've broken the three number, uh, uh, you know, it was 100 days yesterday to the midterm election, so today it's 99. Mm, so we're down to double, double digits now. In the military, we'd call that a double digit midget, okay? <laughs> so it's, it's getting shorter to that time that perhaps uh, we can make some necessary changes uh, as far as the um, legislature, not our legislature, uh, but the uh, legislature, well, Congress here too, but not so much since we're already a supermajority in the House and the Senate with Republicans. But perhaps we can get the Republicans to take over the House again. And I've got my fingers crossed, my eyes crossed, my toes crossed. Well, not really all my toes crossed because there's one foot I can't cross my toes on. <laughs> uh, bottom bottom line that we're going to hope uh, that we can take uh, the Senate as well and stop some of this absolute insanity. And Mr. Manchin, you should be ashamed of yourself. We'll talk about that today as well. There's a lot to discuss today. Something else I want to discuss. Over the weekend, we found out. Now, I kept up with this with, uh, I think, Channel 7 and Channel 11's app. I keep those on my phone. I was looking at them. And uh, bottom line, uh, they said that the uh, the pro-marijuana people got their signatures. Uh, they now have to get their uh the title 
uh, taken care of for uh, what's going to be on the ballot. I would think it would be legalized uh, recreational marijuana would be <laughs> make it simple. Would be pretty simple uh, to do. But anyway, we'll see what they have to uh, they have to say about that. But we, we're going to talk a little bit about that because I would suggest that as soon as November comes around and we know who's going to be where on the you know locally here in the state that they start working out what they're going to how much they're going to tax it and whatever because i believe that's going to pass we'll talk about it uh here today as well but uh, 635 is our next guest that's going to be uh mcgavitt he'll be on with us he is the let me get the exact terminology director of strategic communications for the republican national committee he'll be with us talk about the upcoming election in november that's all coming your way i'm Back in the saddle today, the Dave Ellswick Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. I'm, I'm talking here. The only bad thing that happened on a trip, and that was the Patriot trip that we went on. That's where I was gone. Everybody said vacation. Look, it's not a vacation if you got to take your family with you, and it's and it definitely not a vacation. Your kids, but that's what I mean with your wife. That's all right. But if you got to take all your kids, and I had eight kids at one time, work. that's not a vacation. Okay, that's that's herding cats. Uh, but uh, I was uh, out with, uh, of course, folks from Little Rock Tours. Uh, most of the people that were on the trip were my uh, my listeners, and I had a great time getting to know them. Had a fun time sitting down talking with them and discussing issues with them on a one-to-one basis and uh, I was out at Harper's Ferry on Friday morning early it was the last place that we visited and uh, I got this shirt I got to show you uh, Paul and RD uh, of uh, John Brown and because uh, he was the guy who led the revolt and took the uh, the arsenal there and then they got there was 21 of them, and they took it mm. and uh, took on the Union Army and didn't <laughs> turn out so well for them. Um, most of those guys were shot and killed in uh, the fighting, except for John Brown was taken prisoner. Of course, he was hung uh, because of what he did. Uh, and I got stung by a, a red hornet. And I, I didn't see it or anything. I just was, I was just standing there looking, minding my own business, and all of a sudden I went, wow, what is that? And I looked down, and I saw something kind of flitter away you know yeah, yeah it was red and uh, so I'm, I'm assuming it was a red hornet it could have been a democrat hornet i don't know but i think it was a, <laughs> i think it was a, i think it was a red hornet and man it laid a sting on my um, my middle finger mm. on my right hand you could see you could see the hole wow. there for for several hours and uh, uh terry who was uh, the head of the trip freaked out she says you're not allergic to them are you i go no i'm fine i'll be fine it's 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 far enough away from your face yeah yeah well she was she was i was fine with it and she put she had she is very very allergic to fire ants i found out really so she carries liquid um benadryl Benadryl with her uh to take and she put some of that on my finger and then uh and it uh Took the I took have, the sting away pretty quick. I wouldn't have thought of put uh, like uh, she carries a topical Benadryl. Yeah, is that, so it's not the liquid like you drink. It's the top, no, no, it's uh, it was a little dark blue jar, a you know, dropper sort of. Thing. I don't know if she got like yeah. to the apothecary someplace or whatever, but it uh, did the job. Normally, you take Benadryl by mouth. That's smart, it man. Well, I usually take the pills, right? You know, just drop a pill. And she had an epi stick just in case. I said, I don't need the epi. <laughs> 
magic. <laughs> don't stick me with that, man. I don't want to feel my heart rate go racing. Uh, she yeah, must have been in the Girl Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> she was ready. I'm telling you. I was asking a doctor about what happens when somebody takes an epipen. It's, it's uh, the reaction is pretty pretty extreme. Well, it's, uh, adrenaline. I mean, it will get your attention fast. Yeah. It does. It makes your heart race. I'll tell you that. All right, Aaron. Remember, my phone broke. I was driving into work today. To, <laughs> I went to see what the time was. Just wasn't looking at the, the radio in the car. I looked down at my phone and I can barely see the time on it. Yeah. And it says it is, and it still says the same time, four yeah. sixteen. It's locked on the wrong time. Yeah, it's locked. Can't it won't do anything. Now it's been doing this for the last couple of days. I think the battery is going bad. Like you know, Groundhog the, Day. Huh? You yeah, wake up in the same I, I, place. Yeah, every same day. time. Too. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it, and um, I've I've done my ways of fixing things. I've beat it against my hand. I've wrapped it with my knuckles really good, and nothing's happened. Every once in a while, it'll start working again. And I think perhaps because these new phones like this. This was the first year that they did this where you couldn't replace the batteries. Right. Does everybody know that now? You can't replace the batteries in your phone? You used to be able to do that. Can't anymore. You got to do surgery on it. Yeah. You remember when, I don't know, I don't know if Aaron's old enough or not. He's he's like 18 years old, so I don't know if he, he remembers this, but you used to pop, you used to pop the back off of your phone. The battery just pops and you take out. The, and they take the battery out and you'd, you know, clean the terminals off and stick it back. And your phone typically worked and again. You, and you could carry an extra spare battery. Yeah, so or you to. can carry a battery. And uh, can't do that anymore. If, if I open this, I can't. There's not even a place to open this up. There's no screws. There's no nothing. All I can see, this is the way they screw you. All right? Because if you want a phone that works now, I guess, I'm going to go buy Verizon today. I'll have to buy a new phone. And yeah. I, you should have seen. It won't be 1999. Yeah, you should have seen Paul today. When I tell him, I said, well, you know, Paul, most of the cell phones today are over $1,000. And he goes, Oh, I'm not going to be paying that. Well, probably will if you want a smartphone. I mean, you can get one of the dumb phones, probably. I'm needing a new phone myself, and I I don't intend to pay that much. We'll see. I may be eating my words, but you get a reconditioned one from... I don't know. Taiwan on eBay. Yeah, I think I'll pass on reconditioning my phone. I only do that to my to my car. That's all I do with that, yeah. as far as that's concerned. All right, when we come back, don't forget 635, uh, Gates McGavitt is going to be with us, Director of Strategic Communications, RNC. He'll tell you probably what we can expect coming up in November on the election for midterms. We'll talk about that. Then we got a lot of things today to talk about. Uh, the, the marijuana thing's a big issue to talk about now before it happens. If, uh, if it passes uh, in November, there's going to be a lot of things that have to be done. I want to talk more about uh, universal uh, open Education in the state. School choice. School choice. That's right. exactly right. I want to talk about that as well. How much time I got here, Aaron? Well, I got less. I might need to wrap it up. Okay, well, let's wrap it up, get to the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Gates uh, McGavick is going to join us here in just a very short moment here. Uh, he's the Director of Strategic uh, Communications for the RNC, and we want to talk to him about in 99 days, you will get to step into the booth. 
and you won't have to lie to your friends and say you're you're voting, uh, you know, uh, liberal or whatever. You can go in there <laughs> and say no on Biden and what he wants to do and uh, make the, the necessary uh, changes and course corrections that we need to make here in the midterms. We'll talk with him about that in just a moment. Let me tell you about ICU uh, protection uh, and what they're doing. Billy Mack says you give him a call, he'll uh, give you a, a really good deal on how much you're paying for your uh, uh, services for security where you get, you know, the door and window sensors, the indoor-outdoor cameras, the doorbell cameras, and motion detection, all of that, and uh, don't have to pay for the hardware. All the hardware is yours to keep free. doesn't cost you a dime at all. These are the guys that take care of Nuke One. And if they can protect the nuclear reactor, they can protect your house or your business. Uh, Billy Mac supplies my security for my home. I feel very, very confident there's nobody can break into my house at this time uh, without me knowing about it. Whether it be I be at home and the alarms go off or I'm away and on my uh, smartphone pictures start popping up left and right and telling me what's going on all you have to do do what i did call them 501-205-1333 that's 501-205-1333 now i believe that uh gates is here gates you 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 up they got you potted up so i can talk to you sir are you there gates they don't have him potted up yet. Okay. He just stepped out of the gates. He just stepped out of the studio. Yeah, I think he's letting somebody in the door. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait for just a second here. I promise we'll get right to you. But the uh, now we got him. Okay. Gates is with us now. Hey, Gates. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. Well, I'm almost we didn't have you we had you but we didn't have you let's put it that way uh good to have you along with us here on the dave ellswick show hey look over the weekend i don't know if you noticed this or not but there was all these articles about oh the democrats are closing in on the republicans it's a lot closer than everybody even thought you know what those are nothing but clickbait articles and the suffix poll is full of crap i'll just tell you that right now there ain't no way anybody in their right mind who who has any kind of uh, you know love with their their money are going to vote for a Democrat come uh, in November. Uh, is it is it showing to you guys that this is as close as they're saying? Like it's it's razor thin. We're talking here in the South. We say it's like a frog's hair apart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think it's that close, because I think another important thing to look at is how Joe Biden's approval rating keeps going down. And right now, I think he's at about 37 percent, which is much lower than President Trump was at this point in this term, lower than President Obama, President Bush. Um, I think it is important that we don't get complacent. You know, we can't just kind of phone it in. And oh, I understand that. Um, but, you know, and that's why, you know, with 100 days out, the RNC has hit 
we've hit all these milestones for how we're building this ground game to take the country back in 99 days now. So we've contacted 40 million voters so far in this cycle. We've wow. had 700 staff. Yeah, we have um, we have 700 staffers in the field. We've opened over 30 community centers <laughs> dedicated solely to minority outreach. And that's one important poll that Democrats can't ignore. The shift of Hispanic voters towards the Republican Party, um, I think it's about 50-50 right now, which is which is a massive, massive shift. And I think the biggest story in politics right now is that Hispanic voters are abandoning the Democrat Party in droves. And, and we're trying to capitalize on that by, by engaging with that community that Democrats have taken for granted for so long. So I think as, we, uh, as we're 99 days out, we're seeing a lot of positive momentum, um, but we're scaling up our efforts, not slowing down, because we know we need to run across the finish line in November. Well, I know Ron does not going to let you guys, um, you know, take your hand, oh, no. your your eye off the brass ring. You know, she cracks the whip pretty good over there. I I understand that, but the key is. Didn't it kind of bother you over the weekend, these articles that you were seeing? It was like they all came out on the same day, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, we both know that a lot of the mainstream media, they have a a strong interest in Democrats winning so they can keep doing their little back and forth, right, where the mainstream media covers for Democrats and Democrats give them access. Um, It's a very D.C. Beltway phenomenon. And, yeah, vast majority of journalists want to put out polls that show Democrats in a stronger position than they actually are. But, you know, like you mentioned at the top of your show, Americans see right through it. I mean, in Joe Biden's America, everything is more expensive and communities are less safe. That's a really, really, that's a really yeah. hard situation to win in midterms. Um, and on the day-to-day issues that affect Americans from coast to coast, uh, people are hurting right now. And it's thanks to Joe Biden's policies. So I don't, I don't think any kind of media echo chamber is going to take away the fact that Joe Biden has, has made life worse for your average American. And I think that's going to play out in November. Yeah, our guest is uh, Gates McGavin. Gavick, I get that right. Director of Strategic Communications for the RNC. We got him for just a few more moments because he is in high demand right now talking to <laughs> us about the same things, which is what's the midterms looking like out there uh, across uh, America. Uh is Manchin trying to commit political suicide right now? That's a great question. I never really know why Democrats do what they do. I mean, if I did, I'm sure I'd get, I'd get paid more. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> at, at the end of the day, um, Joe Manchin, is, he's a Democrat. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't believe in the same policies that we do. Um, you know, occasionally he'll he'll push back against the crazy far left, and that's great. But I think this past week shows that he's still very much not on our side. This is a Democrat who can't trust him to put the American people first. Um, you know, he'll he'll align with Chuck Schumer and, and the far left's craziness if he wants to. And we can't rely on Joe Manchin to, to do the smart thing or do the right thing. And that's why, you know, him and every other Senate Democrat, we have to double down and make sure we vote them out of office and we get the chance. So what are you guys hearing about cinema? Nobody's talking about her right now. I mean, if she held out, she could screw the pooch for them. No, and, and maybe she will. Maybe she will, but that's the thing. We're, we're in the situation where you have these Democrats, and they're going to do what they want to do. And that's why, you know, we can't rely, we can't rely on the cinemas and mansions of the world. We have to get the Senate back. That's the most important thing. We, they have too much power, and the way we end that is that we elect some of these great Senate candidates, you know, Dr. Oz, Ted Budd, Joe Day in Colorado, Herschel Walker in Georgia. 
JD Vance in Ohio, we need to elect some of these guys and so we can make sure we get the chamber back and we don't have to ever talk about Joe Manchin or Kristen Sinema ever again. Real quick, let me get uh, one of the members of my morning show on with you. Artie Hopper had a question for you. Go ahead, Artie. Yes, uh, when you're looking at issues that voters are interested in at this time and how the issues are polling, uh, we're beating the drum for school choice in Arkansas. We don't have it as far as the money following the children. Is that polling well, and what are some other issues that are polling well for the Republicans? Absolutely. Yeah. Education is one of the things that polls incredibly well. And it makes sense, right? Parents are concerned about what their kids are learning and making sure that their kids are getting the best education possible. And meanwhile, in public schools, so many Democrats are pushing this insane, insane curriculum that's totally out of step with the American people. Amen. Yeah, education Yeah, education consistently is, is a top two or top three issue in all the polling we see. The other big ones are crime and the economy, right? Okay. Just the the day-to-day things, everything is more expensive. There's more crime than ever happening in Democrat cities. Crime, education, uh, the economy, those are issues where I think Republicans really understand what the American people are going through, and I think those are the three issues that are going to decide the midterms. All right, Great, pa- Paul, you. You, get, you get to next to last question. Go. Hey, this, is, this is Paul Calvert here. What is it that is making, uh, which particular topics that is making um, the um, Hispanics leave the Democrat Party. Do you know of any particular? Is it is it just the kind of general craziness of the Democrats with their uh, gender confusion? I think it's a few things. I think the economy is a big one because, you know, that affects everyone regardless of background. I think also, you know, socialism has really become kind of the the normal standard for so many Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so many Hispanic voters, right, they came or their families came to America to escape countries where socialism failed, like Cuba and Venezuela, for example. Mm-hmm. So I think when they see Democrats pushing the very thing that in many cases destroyed the countries they're coming from, um, it kind of sets off an alarm bell, you know, and I think it's a perfect example so many Cuban voters in Florida have gone Republican in the past three or four years. Um, so I think a mix of the economy and, yeah, just the, you know, so many in the Hispanic community, it's a very strong faith community, you know, very pro-family, pro-faith. And, you know, if you're pro-family and pro-faith in America right now, you're a Republican. So I think um, I think Hispanics are kind of are kind of showing how the West has gotten just way out, way out of touch with the mainstream. All right, final question for you, Gates. I get that one. Uh, everybody thinks that the Dobbs case would play a big part in this uh, election and that's why these polls they say have tightened up so much i just don't see it what's your polling showing most polling shows that abortion is like the last or second to last more important most important issue when people are voting it's just not an everyday issue it doesn't affect people day in day out it's not like the economy it's not like crime and i'd also push back on this whole narrative because in a lot of cases the dobbs decision you know fired up the republican base this yeah. is a massive promise kept for republican voters we've been saying for decades that we would overturn roe v wade and we got the justices in place to do it so i think you know sure it fires up some voters but it's not the most important issue and we also get a benefit all right well maybe they'll wear different hats this time i don't know anyway that (laughs) (laughs) gates uh is going to let us go because he's got other you know interviews that he's got to do uh uh, gates mcgabbitt is his uh, name director of strategic communications republican national uh, uh, committee uh go rnc 99 days you got you're going to be happy when it's over with for at least a couple of months 
Uh, I'll be happy if we, if we get the win that we need. Well, so, we'll, we'll, be we'll get the win. You hang in there, Gates. It's going to be a big night for us come November. No doubt about that. You have a great day. Appreciate your time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's take a break here in Little Rock. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Adopt U.S. Kids. Thank you for having me. In the lobby, that seems to be the channel that they have it on for some reason. And CNN was saying, oh, yeah, if the elections were ha- held now, 77 percent of the people would uh would vote democrat and uh, we would keep the house 77 uh, yeah that's what cnn was saying Woo. they were preaching that boy if the election was held right now that uh that the democrats would take back the house and the senate and everything would be great so uh the gaslighting from the media is unbelievable. It, don't believe your lying eyes, huh? I mean, it just really is unbelievable. I don't talk to anybody who tells me, and I hang out with people. You would be surprised some of the people I hang out with, and they're telling me, I ain't vote for anybody saying they're going to be behind Biden's programs. Well, you would think by CNN and MSNBC that the elections are this week. I mean, they are starting early, full time. It's either, you know, Donald Trump is a is a dirty rat, or uh, or they're in great shape for the election. So that's or only... Biden's doing really great because he loves the cinnamon and apple flavored oatmeal. Oh, and they're, <laughs> yeah, and this is the other thing that they were saying is the new program that that the new bill that the Democrats are working on oh, is Lord. going to uh, to narrow the gap between the haves and the have-nots, whatever they call it the i can't think of exactly what they call it right now but anyway the peons and the haves that's yeah, what it is. yeah so there is so this the new in, bill the inflation reduction act of 2022 oh that's going to make the world a better place hmm. according to cnn and msnbc Man, and they are the mansion and they are beating that drum i mean the election starts right now with so, with, with ms so I mean, cause, nbc cause, do either of y'all so i understand so part of that is is the fifteen percent um, tax corporate. On, so is that a, is that a fifteen percent on profits or fifteen percent on? Um, I don't know. It's the the bill is seven hundred and twenty three pages long, and each page is about a billion dollars. <laughs> that sounds like Obamacare. It's really like Obamacare passes, and we'll find out what's in it. That nobody's talking about. Why does anybody say anything about Obamacare anymore? That's uh, talking about that. This bill. One of the things that was going to happen was that the uh, the money that they give people to be able to buy their uh, health insurance was going to have to be lessened because they weren't going to have the money to. To give it to folks. Because of Obamacare, we now, can't afford health and insurance. Now, and now, though, but now they're saying with this Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, the federal government will be able to give everybody, you know, the stipend that they got coming so they can afford their health insurance again for at least another two years, which goes back to when I talked about Pat Davis, which is really important. He said, those are going to go away sooner or later. Well, maybe they're going to be later, but we'll have to see what cinema says about that. Well, they're just driving up inflation higher. They're spending without without 
a source they're going to raise taxes. I mean, the money's got to come from somewhere. They keep saying, we're going to give you an unlimited amount of money and make the world a better place. Well, where does the money come from? And well, they'll, they'll print it or, or, or whatnot. But the thing is so that oftentimes when government spends money, it's a misallocation of resources. Sometimes corporations spend money badly, too. But a lot of times they get they get bit hard from it, from the economy. Yeah, I asked Walt Disney World. But, um, but the thing is, though, that, that when, when government spends money, whether they print the money or they take it through taxation, a lot of times they misallocate it, and so they, they cause spending to, to, to happen in places that wouldn't normally happen. So it br- drives prices up in places where, it, where the, the free markets wouldn't drive those prices up. Well, make no mistake, right now our health care is run by insurance companies. Yep. Obamacare has put insurance companies in charge of our health care system. And basically the government is saying, we have X amount of dollars to give you to cover everybody in America. And if however much that's not enough money, jack it up for everybody that's paying their own insurance. So our insurance has doubled, and the people are not working. We can't hire people to work because they get their insurance if they work or not. So they're causing, they're killing the economy with the insurance system by taxing the people, by raising the cost of our insurance, and there's less people participating in the economy because they're getting it free. It's socialized medicine ran by the insurance companies. here, here's the key. Uh, this bill, this act, extends a temporary expansion of F- Affordable Care Act health insurance subsidies, which I was talking about, for an additional two years. Two years, okay? That that gets them to 2024. Does this does this sound? In- but affordable they're buying you off here is what they're well, doing. Well, the Affordable Care Act subsidies, when you read that to me, that said that everybody's getting your insurance for free or at a discount because you don't have a job, we're extending that for you. And everybody that's paying for your own insurance and working hard every day to provide insurance, you're not getting any relief. Because I can tell you right now, I'm not getting any relief. The small business I own is not getting any relief, and neither are my neighbors getting any relief. Now, you were asking, Paul, this new tax, new minimum minimum tax. I love how they always do that. This new minimum tax on large corporations' book income. Okay, so you own a business, uh, R.D. What is book income? book income you know it depends on who's defining it probably <laughs> that's another term that it that means we can make it mean anything that we want right. to make it mean you know it's kind of like the liars in the figures you so like they, to talk about maybe, book income maybe it they, sounds like profit to, maybe they have some some um some cronies who, who have who've um intricately defined that word yeah what is but yeah the definitions term. are an important part of a it, bill it aren't really they, is yeah so because the fact you'd is have that to you get can, the bill the definitions out and look at the definitions, right, so you can, people, you can change the definitions of a bill and change a bill altogether. Oh, absolutely, because you can you can make things that aren't become a reality by changing the definitions. In a so bill. you can say this bill defunds Obamacare in the state of Arkansas. Then you can get redefine it passed it. and redefine what what it is. Oh, it's it's now called Arkansas Works. So you know, right. it changes it. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk marijuana. I need something to make my day better. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around. we got more coming your way. All right. If you were paying any attention over the weekend, 
one of the big local news stories, uh, and I, I know Seven and Channel Eleven had it on their uh, their apps because I was uh, I I have them both on my phone, and I was checking things out, and sure enough, uh, the people who are trying or advocating uh, for a, a constitutional uh, amendment, basically to be uh, added to the Constitution, is that marijuana, recreational marijuana, should be legal in the state of Arkansas, and a lot of people said they're going to have problems getting their uh, the signatures they need it. I, I think they need it uh, what was it 89,000 or something? 100,000, I think. Yeah, and bottom line, they got they over 100,000, and they, they, they met the threshold. Um, I saw that the uh, Secretary of State announced that, so they are going to evidently have this piece of uh, legislation on the November ballot, and uh, what that means is that you're going to go to the poll, and one of the things that you'll be polled on and asked to vote on is, do you believe that marijuana should be legal recreationally? Basically, decriminalization. Uh, yeah, well, no, it's more than decriminalization. It's legalization. Yeah, it's no you, adjoining, you can have it. Can you explain the difference? Arkansas or any adjoining state has, you know, recreational marijuana use, medical only. So, yeah, every, everybody's medical. I mean, Oklahoma... Well, yeah, is Oklahoma just medical now? Yeah, it's or, medical. Or have they the, met? Have the light met? greener. Yeah, the Oklahoma is green. Texas is nothing. You know, uh, Kansas is nothing. Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Indiana, all those states are no medical or anything. But Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama are all medical, medical only. Okay. So they haven't really cracked into the uh, south central United States. We have Dropped into yet. the Colorado category. No, but, yeah, the West Coast, you know, Washington State, Oregon, California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado, you know, as you know, is a recreational yeah. use. Now, it's going to be interesting because aren't they voting on this in Oklahoma as well in November? I think Mississippi, they're voting on it in Mississippi. It's, okay. Uh, it shows to be pending in Mississippi. When I researched it, it showed to be pending in Mississippi, but it doesn't show to be pending and they have legislation, I believe, that's going to be voted on in Mississippi. Okay, well, that should be pending in Arkansas when they update their information, I'm sure. Uh, it's got They've got to give it a name, alright? used to be it was a secretary State's off or the AG's office that did the naming. Now it's not them any longer. It's some some other committee that that does it. It's a roundabout kind of bizarre it's way a, that they're the doing elect, it. It's election election commission. Is it, it? the election? I think it maybe. I don't know who it is. Look, it's pretty yes. easy. Just call it the uh, you know what it is. Uh, It'll be a first legal, legalization of marijuana. I mean, that's all you need to say and put it put it on the uh, put it on the ballot and uh, go from there. I mean, I remember when we tried to get rid of the food tax back in, what was it, 2002, 2004, and I was working with Carl Kimball, God rest his soul, and uh, Jacobs and some of the other guys that were trying to get this done. And it took uh, Mark Pryor weeks, I'm just telling you, weeks to okay a ballot title. It was ridiculous. 
absolutely ridiculous what he what we had to go through uh, to do that. But uh, we finally got it done, and after it was all said and done, when you looked at the title, you couldn't tell whether you were voting for the tax Targets. or against the tax. That's ridiculous. If anything comes and that's from why the state they capital, did it. yeah. If anybody come, if anything comes to state capital, you know, you better read the whole thing because the uh, we had one of them that one time that said the Arkansas transparency issue. Oh yeah. So you thought, hey, this is all about transparency. It was establishing a board appointed by the legislature to appoint themselves a raise. Yeah. So um, it's that like, was issue three that year. <laughs> issue three. That issue three typically is. I won't ever forget that one. Yeah, it typically is the one. I won't ever forget that. Well, this look at this this bill that they got in Washington right now. Uh, that Mansion is signed on to the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. That's not what it is. Inflation Increase Act? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's that is ridiculous. Ridic- I mean, it's, it's silly. So you increase spending and you expect that to reduce inflation. Actually, yeah. it is. We think voters are stupid act. Yeah. Well, let's keep our fingers uh, crossed that people can see through this. I sure hope that they can. But... Uh, it's, what what do you think? Uh, let's just I'll start with you, Artie. What do you think uh, the the temperature here in the state is for legalizing marijuana? Well, uh, I would have to say I hope it's fifty fifty. I vis I have visited other states through uh, my association visiting other salvage yards and and other business owners around the country and. Um, I do not think that legalized marijuana is a positive thing for the community, and uh, people can have different can have different opinions on the issue, whether it's uh, religious reasons or personal reasons. But uh, I'm against it. I do still think it's a gateway drug. Hey, I I knew enough people that came from the '60s and '70s to know that marijuana kills brain cells. I don't know. I've known people that smoked enough marijuana. It's like they wake up every morning with the same effect that I felt like they had when they were high. So, uh, But I say it's 50-50 right now. I'd say it's a toss-up. And I hope it doesn't pass just from my experience. I, just real quick, I was in Colorado visiting a salvage yard in Colorado. And two kids dro- drove up that looked like they were like 17 and 19 in a truck. Did they look like they baked? Oh, yeah. Whenever they got out, it was like <laughs> cheek and chong. You know, you could smell marijuana as soon as they opened the doors. Their eyes was glazed. In these case, it looked like the girl looked like she was 17. The boy may have been 19. And they wanted to trade the seat out of their Suburban for a jack because they needed to change they needed to change a flat and they didn't have any money to buy a jack. So they wanted to trade one of the seats out of the so vehicle you tell me they didn't have buy jack, a jack. Right? right. They didn't have <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. But they had money to buy marijuana, yeah. apparently. Yeah. But they didn't have a jack for their car. So I'm thinking, man, that's a sad situation right there. And if you ask the people, they're building lots of roads and, and, and they're creating some tax money. But uh, And they've not been able to control it. They're going around in buildings with uh, degree monitors, they told me. So they go around people's sheds and stuff mm-hmm. and see what the temperature is. Yeah, because they use one of those, those hot lights. Yeah, because all those hot lights. Because everybody, once you legalize it, then just uh, for recreational use, then 
everybody just starts growing it because when you look at marijuana, you can't say that was grown from a legal grower or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, it created all kinds of problems. So anyway, I don't know if we'll hear the truth about it. But you think it's 50-50? I, yeah, I believe it's 50-50 All right, right Paul, now. what do you think? I don't have a good idea. Of what I think it might pass, but I think it's one of those things that that while it's not something that that I have any interest in using, it's one of those things I don't want the government regulating. I don't want the government involved in it. I, I think it's it is, is the the wrong thing for government to um, to intervene in, unless someone's using it in a way that's like like driving while intoxicated type thing. I think it's one of those things that that um, if we're going to be a free society, we need to allow people to make decisions for themselves. And I think this is one of those decisions they should be allowed to make. I mean, it's just it, it, we allow them to buy alcohol. We allow them to to, um, to, to, um, to to drive cars and make make other decisions that are potentially dangerous for other people. And But we need to allow people to have some personal responsibility and make their own decisions. And I think this is one of them that, you know what, it, it, it's a product that, that – that can be dangerous if it's abused, and if if you if you want to do anything with it, hold the people accountable who abuse it. But otherwise, don't just put people in j- jail simply because they own what amounts to contraband. Do you know? Is there a breathalyzer for marijuana? Not uh, yet, and I know nothing of. I'm aware of. Yeah, and so that, and that's, it's going to be one of those things that that I think that it's just going to have to be. Um, are, are you sober enough? And you Can have you to touch do, your nose and walk a straight line. I, and I think huh? that might end up being the, the way that you'd have to have to deal with that from a from a sobriety standpoint. Is it? Are you capable of driving safely? And uh, that, that maybe ends up. And then maybe they'll come up with a, a method, sort of like they do with alcohol. But even the one with alcohol is not foolproof because you've got people driving around right now that are pretty hardcore alcoholics, and they are legally intoxicated, but they're totally sober. Just yeah. because they're, they're, their body has become so accustomed to, to excessive alcohol. They act like they're sober. They're they act like sober. They're, they're they not are be. still they're, for them, intoxicated. They're so, for, for them, they're sober, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but so the thing is, I think it's just one of those things that that we need to make government smaller. And this is a step in the right direction, I think. Although there's, that will be some... The problem is some, it creates a big lobby. You said make government smaller, but... As you know, some things like this creates a big lobby, and and, well, and, and, and it creates more money. So and if they tax it heavily, you know, I might be, you know, I mean, you know I, I, I'd rather have I'd rather have the marijuana without having the tax money just, because just, the tax just, money just, is just, going to make it more corrupt and just bigger. Disconnect it, just disconnect it from the government. It's just this is just a weed now. That if, if you want to smoke it, just like you would smoking corn silk, it's not a not a crime. Just don't don't be irresponsible like you don't just like with alcohol if you're going to drink whatever but don't drive while you're freedom intoxicated issues, it, you're it's saying. a freedom issue and part of it's it, it's a it's an issue with i don't want government to have that kind of power i think that's it's it's sort of like coming along and telling you you have to wear a motor, motorcycle helmet while you're on a motorcycle it's like no no you don't have to wear a motorcycle helmet when you're on a motorcycle you shouldn't have to just like you shouldn't have to wear a seat belt when you're driving your car it's none of the government's business as long as you're not endangering other people 
you know, people need to be left alone. I think this is a it's a serious issue. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it turns out. I personally think that it will be voted on, and when they vote on it, it will pass. Now that that's my my personal feeling about it is that it's going to end up be and being passed, which means that I would hope that both caucuses, Republican and Democrat, right now uh, are sitting down and talking about this. That you don't wait to the last moment uh, to try to deal with you're going to have X amount of extra dollars coming in. How much is that going to be? What's the tax process going to be? Who's going to be able to sell it? I mean, are you going to be able to work, walk into a liquor store? Will there be a part of the liquor store that's you know set up for um, you know marijuana? What's going to happen about medicinal marijuana? What happens to medicinal stores? Do you, it's it, there's a lot of a lot of questions that are going to have to be uh, addressed here. I, I'm afraid it's going to be more. It'll be more money, more government, and more cronyism. Well, you know, whenever the government gets to pick well, it, who, who it, sells, it's going to depend on how, uh, how much regulation comes with it. If, if you just leave it open and don't try to regulate it, is as in. I think you may actually end up getting less corruption. Now, here's the other thing that will be interesting, because the government will be taxing it. Uh, Don't expect your local corner dealer uh, to collect for the government. Yeah, to collect for the government. That's that's exactly right. All right, we'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about it. There's a lot to that issue. It's not just a forward, yeah, let's make it legal kind of thing. It's going to have all kinds of effects. And and there's going to, because like I said, they're going to tax it. That's what the government's been wanting to do for years, believe me. They see it as an, it's like download taxes. They see it as a means of making more money and getting your money easily from you uh, here in this country. We'll take a break and the state. We'll take a break. we got more going your way in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. East End Towing's ready to um, help you if car breaks down. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. They've got all the answers for you. You can call uh, East End Towing uh, at 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't ever pay for new blinds. Shop Blindster today and save big. Blindster.com. I'm Brandy on 101.1 The Answer. Stimulating talk with Dave Ellswick on 101.1 FM. The answer. Okay, so I got RD here. I've got Paul here. I've got myself here now. I'm back. Uh, again, let me say thanks to some uh, some great guys for filling in for me. Uh, had, of course, uh, Robert Steinbach, Kim Hammer, state senator. We had uh, Alan uh, uh, Kerr, who filled in, has been uh, an elected official as well as an appointed official uh, in state government. Uh, we had Ken Yang, who is the chairman of the Republican Party in uh, down in uh, Saline County, it's also the chair of the chairs of the of the all the the groups, uh, uh, Republican groups across the state, and uh, and then Robert again on Friday. So you know, a lot of people had a lot of different guests, a lot of good guests. Congratulations again to Kerr uh, because he was able to uh, get uh, an interview on uh, with uh, mayoral candidate uh, Steve Landers. 
as he came in and, and talked to him and, uh, and discussed uh, the upcoming campaign against uh, the, the mayor. So that's going to be an interesting race as well. Uh, the House of Representatives voted to pass an assault weapons ban Friday evening. That may have uh, flown under your radar. With legislators narrowly approving the bill with a 217-213 vote. The legislation will now head to the Senate, where it's unlikely to break the filibuster. Two uh, Republican representatives, Brian Fitzpatrick of uh, Pennsylvania and Chris Jacobs of New York, broke with their party to vote yes on the bill. Five Democrats, uh, uh, Quayler of Texas, uh, Golden of Maine, uh, Gonzalez of Texas, Schaefer of Oregon and Kind of Wisconsin broke with their party to vote no. President Biden said that a majority of Americans agree with the assault weapons ban until they understand what it's all about and uh, called on the Senate to pass it. According to the bill's summary, the assault weapons ban of 2022 would make it illegal to, quote, knowingly import, sell, manufacture, transfer, or possess a semi-automatic assault weapon. And they make up the rules about what is a semi-automatic assault weapon. Know that. Uh, you bought an AR-15 or AK, uh, whatever, 47, assault, you know, semi-automatic weapon. That there's not much difference between that and a hunting rifle. I mean, they could make your hunting rifle just as illegal as they could for them or have a large capacity ammunition feeding devices. Uh, The ban on semi-automatic weapons uh, comes after mass shootings in both Uvalde, Texas and Buffalo, New York. ABC reported the passage of the assault weapons ban comes roughly two decades after Congress allowed such restrictions to lapse. Democratic lawmakers say since then, mass shootings have tripled. If enacted, the bill would make it a crime to knowingly import, sell, manufacture, transfer, or use uh, these large feeding devices. But some of these weapons would be allowed to be grandfathered in. So, so you know, it, it will so, do nothing. It didn't do anything when it was passed the first time. I've talked about this many a time uh, about the senators who came up with what was a an assault weapon, and they sat down with a gun catalog, and they go, "Ooh, that looks dangerous. Make that one illegal." And that one over there, well, that doesn't look bad. Yeah, we'll we'll let people buy that one. I mean, seriously, that's you, you, Feinstein. Uh, if you get interview with her. She'll tell you that. And so you've got people who don't really know much about guns. But at the, at the end of the day, though, the Democrats attempted to to engage in, a, in an act of war against the American people. Is essentially what happened against With, the Constitution. Of the yeah, yeah, States yeah. They, of they, America. They, yeah, right. But but and, and that's but that's an act of war against us. They're actually um, advocating for serious human rights violations. Now, here's what's interesting. Let me tell you what's interesting, Paul, about all this. The same people that say they took away our rights of abortion will turn around and say nothing about taking away your rights under the Second Amendment. 
<laughs> and it's in the Constitution. Absolutely, it is. Where abortion's not even in the Constitution. Right, yeah, it was manufactured. It was, and that's that was. But the thing is, that the, uh, in a lot of cases, you've got people that want to take your rights away, and if they can find something in the Constitution to to um, support that, or if they can't, or if they can find something in the courts to support that, that, that great. And if they can't, they that's fine with them too. In a lot of cases, they, they just want to take your rights away. It's it's in the top ten. The Tenth Amendment says, <laughs> yeah. if it's covered, you know, before this not, amendment. Yeah, and if it's not covered up here, then it belongs to the states. Exactly or right. And that's where it's at right 10. now. I mean, do you, how, how to, school do you have to go to, to read the Tenth Amendment and understand what the Tenth Amendment well, that's, says? That's part of the problem. Or the is, Second Amendment or what that's it That's part says. of the problem is that they go to school and they learn not how, how, how to not read anymore. And so it, it, they, they, they can't read the Second Amendment for its clarity and say that, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. Because they go to school and, and somehow they come out and they're not able to read anymore. You, like Biden's talking about, a 9 millimeter will rip your lungs out or what, <laughs> whatever he said. I mean, Use a like, twenty two and the bullet stays in your body. Shoot somebody <laughs> with a 9 millimeter oh, and it goes about, out the back and brings your lung with it. Uh, how about you talk about IQ level? Well, but, uh, but just, hey, just because somebody doesn't know about guns doesn't mean they don't have an IQ. I don't want to insinuate that because everybody knows You go right ahead different. and insinuate that. <laughs> All right. But, uh, <laughs> it's pretty close. RD is pretty close. Let's be honest. It's pretty close. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. We got Bill O'Reilly, then we'll have more for you. We got a lot of other things to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. RD Hopper's here. Paul Calvert's here. I'm here. And we'll be back with you in just a few moments. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Like I said, there's just all kinds of stuff uh, to talk about. Elon Musk has now countersued Twitter. Uh, the details of it are not exactly known yet. Uh, according to the New York Post, Elon Musk filed a countersuit against Twitter, uh, escalating his legal battle with the social media company over his abandoned $44 billion agreement to take over the site. The uh, 164-page suit was filed under a seal just before the judge imposed a 5 p.m. deadline, so its contents were not immediately visible to the public. Under court rules, a partially redacted version may be available next week. Uh, Twitter spokesman Brian Polakoff uh, declined to comment on the countersuit. J.B. Heaton, an investment researcher and former corporate attorney, told the Post that Musk's countersuit was likely filed under seal because it includes information that Twitter shared with Musk under a non-disclosure agreement or other restrictions. So I'm, you know, a lot of people say, "Who cares?" Well, I want to see. I want to see Elon Musk prevail. But here's the key: that really, uh, if you're Twitter, you gotta be shaking in your boots about all that information that they passed out that may have been falsified. About mm. you know, there's User, there's really and- there's only really ten percent of the users that are robots, and really it's like sixty or sixty-five percent are robots. That suddenly takes away your power. Mm-hmm. He goes well so because, now, you're, well, because if you're if you're an advertiser looking at well this is if if I advertise on Twitter it's gonna it's gonna get me four million hits or or, or, or four hundred million hits or whatever it might be and the reality is it's maybe you're only getting forty yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting 
I want to see what, how, it, how it all plays out. I personally think what will end up is that Elon Musk will end up buying the company without any of that information coming out for a lot less money. He might. Instead of $44 billion, maybe well, because $32 billion. Because if, if there's only half as many users on there as they were claiming there were, uh-huh. then, then that, that, makes, that changes the value of the company. Well, it seems like to me you could be taken to court for lying. Sure. Yeah, falsifying information. Well, I mean, if, if, if you if you go and buy, uh, if you order a, um, a a bunch of gasoline or diesel fuel, and you have semi trucks coming to deliver it, and you're only getting half as many gallons as what you agreed to buy, uh, you know, you might want to renegotiate that price. Yeah, might be a good thing to do. By the way, uh, David Lucas Financial wants you to remember that they'll help you figure out this whole silver and gold thing. Uh, people who deal in uh, your you know, nest eggs uh, will tell you probably right now with the way inflation is, you should have about 15% silver or gold precious metals in your portfolio. But how do you buy silver and gold? Uh, that's where David Lucas Financial comes in. They're going to help you learn more more about buying silver and gold. In fact, they work with one of the only regulated and licensed uh, national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. All you have to do is call them at 501-222-3315. That's 501 501- Two two two, thirty three fifteen, and investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Keep that in mind as well. So, uh, you know, there's just a, an interesting story that came out uh, yesterday, uh, and I'm I'm going to kind of break down the middle on this story. Uh, you got a, a pro soccer player female soccer player uh, North Carolina defender Jalen Daniels sat out the uh, Courageous National Women's Soccer League game Friday night against the Washington Spirit after she refused to wear a gay pride jersey quote while we're disappointed with her choice, we respect her right to uh, make that decision for herself, a Courage spokeswoman said in a statement in 2017, Daniels refused a U.S. national team call-up because of a gay pride jersey. So uh, I'm going to say what uh, R.D. said to me uh, when this story came out, and I was reading it to him. Uh, probably she's a Christian. Uh, she's a Christ follower, and because of that, she won't wear the jersey. With that said, if you if you sign on with a professional team, uh, and they say we, our jersey is going to be this for this game, uh, you got to wear it, just like that in pro baseball or or football or or whatever. Uh, and you can't add things to your jerseys either. You can be fined, you know, very very significantly uh, for wearing something that you shouldn't wear. That's when you quit. You can't violate your yeah, conscience. I, you I'm can't not, violate your conscience. I have no problem with that. You can't violate your conscience. And I wonder if they told her she couldn't wear a different jersey. Apparently, they didn't let her wear a different jersey. This is just, just like the uh, medical things, you know, on the abortion issue and, and other, you know, sex change issues or whatever. Someone in the health care industry can 
cannot violate their tr- conscience. So let's, let's uh, go back to Kaepernick. All yes. right, when Kaepernick was taking a knee, mm-hmm. I right. said all along uh, that uh, the the team that had him on their team, in which was San Francisco, should have been able to fire him. Sure. For doing that, they said everybody stands on the sideline for the national anthem. If you decide not to do that, then you don't want to be part of the team. You're off the team. All right. I think they had every right in the world to do that. Sure. And uh, that's the same thing here. If they want to fire her because she won't uh, wear the uniform as prescribed, I think they have the right to do that as well. It goes both ways on this. Sure, sure. and I think that's it's it's kind of fundamental. Um, but this is just kind of one of those um, uh, just one more point against some of some of the, um, the the hardcore homosexual agenda is that not only do they want to not be punished for for do, for engaging in this sinful activity, they also want to force it down people's throats. And this is one of the ways they're doing it. And I understand. Okay, so if you want to find some sports team that'll advocate for your cause, whatever. And it, if the players don't want to participate, that's fine. They can quit. Um, but at the end of the day, though, this is just one of those ways they're, they're forcing it down people's throats. They're not only are they wanting to be accepted they want to be positively accepted they, they want positive affirmation not only do we not do they not want um persecution they want um they want acceptance they, they want positive affirmation yes they, they, they want no, more than just okay leave, leave us alone they want they want us to they, they want to be um positively and, accepted and you know this is nothing new you know affirmed Christ was our perfect example, the perfect, only perfect person that ever lived, and uh, they crucified him on the cross because uh, because he spoke with the voice of a third authority, and he wouldn't approve of the things that they that they wanted him to approve. Of. And that was so, the religious people that were the big drivers of that. That's exactly that was exactly right. So these people, there's plenty of people that that respect their freedom and do what they want to do in their own bedroom in their own lives. And we say, uh, you know, more power to you. God is the author of free will and freedom. Free will came from God. You can serve him or not serve him. You can do what he wants to or not want to do. But don't be putting people uh, in jail or punishing people for choosing not to participate. So the freedom should go both ways. Sure. And I think think that's one of those things that that's the nature of a free society is that as long as you're not doing anything that hurts other people or violates their rights in some ways, just like we're talking about marijuana earlier. You know, the government should leave you alone. But if you're teaching our kids but this in school, not, let's let's understand this is not government. Right. This, this is, is a, an independently this is sports. owned sports team. Sure. They sure. have the right to tell yeah, their they players have the right to do it. what they'll wear sure. and what they won't wear. Sure. And, but, and it's a good way for the for that league to just go into the annals of history as a as a bygone so, era. Because I think the general public will look at that and say, "We um, have the rights. We have the right to watch NFL football or, or, or NBA, not. Or, NBA right. or not." So we right. can choose, we can choose the right for company for companies or 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 anything else for what we do. Yeah. But or, or you know, if they support a terrorist organization and they're running around with a terrorist organization on their shirts, then we can choose not to watch. Them. Sure, just, right. just like Disney can commit um, political um, economic suicide by by doing the things they're doing. They've lost billions agenda. of dollars about what they've been doing. These people are betting their money what direction society is going, and they're spending a lot. 
lot of money to get our kids and our school systems indoctrinated and try to make sure that society is going the direction that they want it to go. All right. Daily Wire reported to Daniels, uh, whose maiden name, by the way, is Hinkle, was resigned to the Courage last year. In a bizarre open letter to fans, the team apologized to the LGBTQIA. I don't know how many letters they're going to finally get on this. But anyway, uh, the LGBTQIA plus community for resigning the soccer star, quote, uh, quoted in their letter, in acknowledging the impact this announcement has on our community. Uh, the open letter said ESPN reporting this. We've spent the past few days reading your messages and reflecting on our actions. We are very sorry to all those we have hurt, especially those within the LGBTQIA plus community. The decision to re-sign Jaylene was not made lightly and included significant conversations between the organization's leadership and Jaylene, the letter added. The uh, priority expressed in those conversations is the safety of our players and maintaining an inclusive, respectful space for the entire team, unquote. Daniels posted her own response on her Twitter account, emphasizing that she loves all people, regardless of, quote, belief system or sexuality. But as other athletes have said, they just can't wear a gay pride uh, jersey because they don't believe in gay pride, period. If you think something is sinful or wrong, why would you support it actively by by wearing a shirt or whatever it might be? But it sounded like a, a lot of linguistic gymnastics. Well, from and, the and, courage. And, and, and I think, I think what, courage is a kind of a bad name for a soccer team well, and, right and, now and for that one. It sounds like they're they're bending over backwards to cater to a very tiny minority of their of their followers. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have maybe a big a big segment of their of the followers of women's soccer is is. is but they hired her. Yeah, they, they hired her back, apparently. Yeah, yeah they hired because her back. she's a good player. Right. And that's what it all comes down to, usually, in athletics. Can you, If you make the team, you make the team because you're the best person to make the team at right. whatever right. position but, you're going and, out for. And, and maybe, a, maybe that's a big maybe – the, maybe female soccer is, is, a, is was watched largely by um, – by, um, by a lot of lesbians and 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 um, homosexuals. I Maybe have no idea. I bet you won't find this sort of thing in um, professional men's football. I'm not even putting my toe into that water, <laughs> just to let you know. All right, a break here on the Dave Ellswick show. We got more good stuff. Got a sto- I have a story about spam that you won't That's even great. believe. These guys didn't believe it until mm. I showed them the picture. No, I showed them the picture. Then I had to give them the story. Anyway, <laughs> uh, don't forget about Pat Dave and what he's got going on. Uh, You know, we talked about something that he's talked about quite often here on this show, and that is those subsidies that the government gives, they can take them away as well as give them. And just by some chance, not chance, it was planned, uh, they're reaffirming those subsidies for health insurance, but through this, uh, hey, we're going to stop uh, uh, inflation bill that they're trying to get passed. Well, save 30 to 50 percent on health insurance. And uh, this is a good way to save money for you through Pat Davis. He'll tell you he can do it for you and uh, that you need to be aware that uh, 
you know, those subsidies can and sometime will, down the line, go away. Uh, It's a health plan for conservatives where you don't pay for what you don't believe in, and it's an actual insurance plan and not a share plan. Uh, Choose any provider in the nation. There are no co-pays, and your deductibles will fall through the floor. So uh, call and talk to Pat Davis about this, 501-605-6935, or visit him online to uh, yourhealthplanman.com. All right. I promised you a story on spam. How often? I, I wish that I should have told Aaron to look up Monty Python. And, and we know this is not a spam story. And we could, yeah, we could have played the spam song. Spam, 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 spam. We could have played that. That would have been great for this story. Anyway, uh, guard your tasty processed meats in uh, New York. That, according to the New York Post, inflation and crime have gotten so bad in New York. York City that even cheap meat like Spam has to be locked up at Dwayne Reed's store in the Port Authority bus depot. The uh, shelf stable product, which is by the way three ninety nine a can, uh, not a bad cost for a meal if you can get it sometimes, is now being stocked in plastic anti theft cases. And uh, one cashier laughed, saying, I've never seen that before. Uh, She had to use a magnet to remove a can of Spam from its cage. Uh, The uh, cashier was among the employees, tourists, and store regulars stunned that the iconic blue and yellow cans are now being kept under lock and key. Some even poking fun at the site as, quote, a sort of Jeff Kuhn's uh, um, homage uh, per one viral tweet. Fox News reporting some of these things are pretty ridiculous. Uh, A 43-year-old visiting out-of-town tourist from Kentucky says she was aware of the crime spike in the city but still couldn't believe there were so many items in boxes. Other shoppers wondered why Spam, along with a $1.89 can of Starkist tuna, were locked up while uh, expensive products like 549 cans of Amy's soup were not, probably because they're not eating Amy's soup. Well, the, the, the maybe it's because they the, want spam. The, the, the people who come in and shoplift are, are taking those those particular items. Well, and yeah, so they, they know that they know the, what spam is. They don't have a clue what Amy's soup maybe is. So well, just just like the, you, it's you, protein, well, it's protein you know. and meat, and I well, think it's, it's 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 simple and easy to eat. And get more expensive. Right, all these uh, green bills that they're passing, trying to force something that's not. It, that the economy is not economy it's not viable for the economy right now well so they're trying to force it with tax dollars it's going to have a larger effect on our food supply well, and a larger effect on the prices at the grocery store. i think you mentioned it was next to a bus depot and so that that might have some effect there well, it could have something to, to do with it i mean i haven't ridden 
Greyhound in a long time, but when I stopped writing it, it was because the clientele weren't the kind of clientele that I typically well, wanted to write with. And I, and I, and I, I was ever offered to buy drugs. Uh, <laughs> and I, well, I, I think I think you'll find that that in various different places where the crime is higher, you'll find more things behind glass cases that are that are locked up. You well, especially in New York, where they don't arrest you when you break in even glass cases. I'll be right beside the Benadryl. It might be. It might be. All right. Undaunted by the uproar in the Netherlands over the impact of farmers of rules limiting nitrogen emissions, Canada's government is now looking to uh, go down a similar route. On the uh, Financial Post, it reported that the government is proposing to cut emissions from fertilizer 30% by 2030 as part of a plan to get to net zero in the next three decades. But growers are saying that to achieve that, they may have to shrink grain output significantly at a time when the world is scrambling for more supplies. Also, at stake is the estimated 10 $10.4 billion that farmers could lose this decade from the reduced output. Mm-hmm. And have you heard it? Now, uh, we've heard about for? CO2. We've heard about CO2. It's the so dangerous. I think, so I think it's the, the dangerous gas. Now, nitrogen is dangerous, uh, well, too. Uh, so the, our air is like 80% nitrogen, I think. But so the, the vast majority of what we breathe is nitrogen. It doesn't really do, any good, do us any good. It's just kind of an inert... Um, um, fill or gas that's in our in our in, uh, in our atmosphere, but the thing is though that when you're fertilizing uh, a main, I don't know, a, a growing um, fertilizer is nitrogen. So corn needs a lot of nitrogen, I think, and so it's it's one of those fertilizers. And one of the things that happens with it is that it. Um, it, it it gets wasted through the through the atmosphere, I think, and so it's um, like manure has a lot of nitrogen. in So they're gonna they're, um, okay. So we should stop pooping. You're gonna well, have to cut the cows, is what you're gonna have to well, do. So cows fart and and they they so, produce. So ammonium nitrite is is is, is essentially a, a, a nitrogen source. That's that's one of the things they'll they'll use on corn and, and other types of nitrogen sources. And you know why they're doing this? Because we are not doing so well on CO two. So they, they're just going to target a new Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It, 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 there may also also be some other pollution type issues that get in the water and wherever else. All right, we're out of time here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show. Hey, RD, thanks for coming in. Always Enjoy a pleasure. It, and then, uh, by the way, thank you, Paul, for yes, coming sir. in as well. And by the way, just so you know, I use Sunnies all the time. RD is the owner. Just been talking to him about. I'm putting in a, a used uh, transmission. That's going to happen here in the next few days on the Dave Ellswick Chariot. That's what we'll be doing. All right. I'll see you at 9 o'clock. I'll be back here in just a few moments on the Dave Ellswick Show.